He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. It starts now. That's what John just said. The voiceover guy. Love John. He's starting. It's starting. Yes, we're in the process of starting. I am Drew Berkwist. This is my show. It's Tuesday. Damn glad to be with you. Lots to get to today. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun today, Disco. I can just feel it. Fun is in the air. You know, I, I was looking at the assets in the notes, and I actually was like, wow, this is a pretty, like, video light first half of the show. Like, the back half has got a lot of stuff going on, so Lots. please stick around. And I pulled something last minute for Booze and Banner as well. So Ooh. check us out on drewbrokers.locals.com. I'll yes. do it this time. So yeah, you, you see it on the screen. It's right there. You know, we're there every day after the show. Come on over. Grab a drink. Bring a friend. Take I, off a shoe. Stay a while. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. The shoe thing. Yeah. But I'm going to try it today, and I can't wait for that drink. Uh, I almost pulled yeah. one in to the studio for this episode. I was like, no, let's be a reasonable adult. And make it to booze and banter. <laughs> Let's just wait till 3 p.m. <laughs> it's so much exactly. more reasonable. Uh, exactly. Right. See, for me, it's my cup from yesterday is still here. I never moved it. And now I'm wishing I had one. Well, but I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. In, in booze and banter, we shall. We shall celebrate like kings. Anyone who's here for the first time is definitely left by now. Okay. Uh, lots to get- <laughs> I'm out of here. This is just weird. Uh, lots to get to today. Kanye bought Parler, as you can tell by the thumbnail on the screen uh, or on the, the episode title today, uh, all of that. So we're going to talk about that. Is it good? Is it not good? He was on talking with Chris Cuomo last night, who, of course, is a colossal uh, douche, douche nozzle. Um, lots of adjectives for him there. But we'll, we'll show you that. We'll talk about it. There's lots of political debates. We've got tons of clips to show. Stacey Abrams, sorry, you got to look at her. Um, she took a break from eating and did a debate Although I'm sure that like under the podium, there's got to be snacks. Commercial right? breaks, yeah. yeah. Commercial bike, commercial like, break. She was totally like ribs, <laughs> like a full pallet of of hot wings. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any wet wet naps? Like, <laughs> anyone? Ah, <laughs> uh, the makeup people are working overtime. Not just like dusting here. They're like wet, yeah, wet wiping across. Some new COVID research that's a little concerning. You know, uh, we'll talk about that. I'll explain what I'm talking about. And get this. I can't, I, I, I sadly, I can kind of uh, believe that we're going to talk about it. But there's people who don't just want plant based meat, but digitally oh. printed meat. We're going to talk I, about I, it. I wish I could have pulled the clip for it, but it was like locked and I couldn't get it anywhere. I literally was just watching it and I was just like, oh. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like, we found ways to. <laughs> ugh. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I loved Jill said she keeps snacks in her bra. That's that's amazing and an awful visual uh, all at the same time, Jill. And which makes you want to makes you want to have one, right, Drew? A bra on so you can. Yes, keep I mean snacks. it's a great idea. <laughs> Beef jerky. Um, so in booze and banter, we'll get into probably some more banter like that because uh, that's what we do. Saint George Floyd's family. He's dead. Um, killed himself with fentanyl. Um, but he's getting sued, or he's suing, excuse me, he's suing Kanye, or talking about it, I should say. It's not confirmed, but they're talking about suing Kanye, or yee, yay. Do you say yee or yay? I don't know. Whatever. I'm saying Kanye. That's, that's what I call him. Uh, you don't get to change your name without asking me. This is my show. I get to dictate that. 
And well, unless it's Prince, and then unless it's Prince, he can do whatever he, he, do whatever yeah, he wants. Yeah, God, yeah, God yeah. rest his soul. Um, but they're talking about suing Kanye for talking about the amount of fentanyl that he had in the system at the time of death. Something that again, just he's just telling the truth. And I'm not like Team Kanye, but he's just telling the truth. We're going to talk about a space burp in booze and banter. Have you ever heard of one of those? Like, like a colossal big burp, like when it really comes from the the bowels and out that kind of space burp. Well, yeah, I mean that's actually kind of how I would describe it, except for there's there's, it's cool. I'll tell you about it. Um, okay, I don't know much about it, but I but I'll, I know enough to tell you, and it's and I know enough to tell you that it's cool. And we're going to talk about it, and and booze and banter plus all sorts. Of other stuff. So that's going to be over on Locals. Again, DrewBurkwist.Locals.com. And let's get to question of the day, which is a tricky one today. Okay, this is kind of like Survivor, the show, in your house, in the kitchen. Okay, or, or it's kind of like Naked and Afraid, where you get to, you know, you show up with, you get one item. No, no clothes, but you get one item that you get to show up with. And it's a random question, but it is this. You get to keep only one kitchen item or gadget, basically anything in your kitchen that you use on a daily basis. What is it, my friends? Send it in. Send your answers in as you send in those answers. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Gold Co. If you guys have a savings account, an IRA, 401k, TSP, pension, you name it, those funds are at risk because of the guy that you can see on the screen over here Joe Biden and his handlers, who have disastrous economic policies for this country that we're all feeling right now, no doubt, but also the plans that they have in place. The good news is, is our good friends over at GoldCo have a solution for you. You can talk to them. They will give you a free guide, tell you how you can protect your retirement with gold and silver. They'll send you this free guide. You could get up to $10,000 in free silver for opening a qualifying account. It's a smart conversation to have, guys. Have it. Go to DrewLovesGold.com, fill out a very simple, basic form. They will get in touch with you. You're going to be happy that they did. Again, it's DrewLovesGold.com. Protect those savings. Okay, let's get to the response. Response is, question of the day. The question, again, was, you can only keep one kitchen gadget or item. What is it? Knife, says Shirley, not a butter knife, making very clear. So we're talking like... Something that can actually cut, something that can actually kill. Gene says a microwave, okay? I, I like where you're going there, Gene. June says a coffee maker. That's important. Coffee's the lifeblood of champions. A roll of twine, okay? I like that. Mm, okay. It's, it's not, I, I wouldn't have ever thought someone would suggest that, but I'm curious what what that would be used for. And, and, and you're, you're you good. Know, to roll up your meats, to roll up your meats, you yeah. know, like to. Well, yeah, why not? Uh, toaster, microwave, refrigerator. Got to keep things cold. Coffee maker. Second that coffee maker, says Ginger. I'll go with my fridge, says Barb. I like how Barb doesn't just put it in there. I, I'll i go with fridge. I'll take the rapist for... Um, butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> dishwasher. Oh, dishwasher. Paul, that's an interesting answer to me because... I'm way more concerned about, I'm a neat freak. I'm OCD. Like I want my house to always look like Martha Stewart's house, but you got to eat before you have dishes, right? You can, I mean, you could always do them. I don't know. Interesting answer. I can fish or can hold together my lean shacks as Tammy going back to the twine. Okay. Another refrigerator answer. 
Um, <clears throat> suck it, Trebek, um, says Ginger. <laughs> Got to keep the beer cold with the refrigerator. Yes, absolutely. Um, the sound a cow makes. <laughs> Jay Wink, dishwasher is my wife. I will let you two sort that out. Um, Holly just jumped on. What's the question? The question is, is you get to keep one kitchen item or gadget and one only. What is it? All right. So keep sending your answers in. Keep chatting amongst yourself, as you guys always do on all the platforms. And, and we appreciate you doing so because it, it helps with the algorithms algorithms so please keep doing that disco what are you going with I know we had a good debate before or you and i discussing it beforehand at first i was like tongs you know because like you know you could always flip everything but but then you'd said something that was perfect you said frying pan because what else are you going to cook with you know and so thanks for just but spoiling someone my did, answer so someone did say microwave and my mother-in-law bought us this awesome microwave that is an oven air fryer uh and a microwave it's all three in one so, like, the sky's the limit of what you can cook in there. So I would have to go with that microwave that I got in there because I could cook in it no matter what. Real quick, guys, the, the fake account that has my name with different fonts that has my picture, too, and just sent something out is not us. So please, we're blocking that person. Please do not send anything to Ow. said person. I mean, they grabbed the right photo. It's they grabbed the right photo. I mean, you look, you look like you look like a, like a Oompa Loompa in that one. <laughs> I am. Um, I am an Oompa Loompa. Um, Iron Skillet says, right, D-Heart. Okay. Tammy, you guys don't watch Survivor, I take it. I, you know what? I don't anymore. But, I'm, but I mean, if, if you're on Survivor, your options are not refrigerator well, or, it, or like, yeah, you don't and, get and appliances. Don't get, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, matches. Consori does everything. <laughs> I don't know what a consori is. Holly. I'm look that up. Um, okay. Oh, it's an air fryer. Oh, there you go. I like that. Right? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Chef's knife, wine opener. That's a good, that's a good one, Ginger. Um, lots of good answers. Yeah, I'm going like a, a skillet because, Ooh. Egg, you know, eggs, meat, you know, you name it. Eat up some vegetables. So, I mean, there's literally endless things. It's also a weapon. Um, I, I think it's a good one. Uh, you got excited over there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, based on what I was reading, it's the Kasori air fries, toaster ovens, food dehydrators, because I guess it's just like a brand of all those types of things. So, okay. You know. Does more than yeah. that. She says toast, bakes, fries, all of that stuff. I just got you. Know, we have but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and if you order now, we'll send you two. Shipping and handling, not... Um, okay, let's get into some stories here. 25 so, easy payments of seventy nine ninety nine. So No enemies, just had a chorizo burrito. Man, that sounds amazing. Um, I, uh, I like this time of year. I like that we're heading in, you know, into all of the holidays, where, you know, where we are. Again, we talked about the question of the week, in fact, was, was do you like Halloween or not a couple weeks ago? But this, this month starts, and October is truly one of my favorite months. And, and regardless of where you are, generally speaking, you got good weather in October. It's just, it's, it's good. You got college football in full swing, which has been amazing. You've got NFL season in full swing. You got playoff baseball. You got hockey starting. There's lots of good things coming. And if you're a kid, at the end of the month, you got Halloween. Some, some of you parents just as excited. Some people decorate their house. You know, you got trick-or-treating. You got all this stuff, parties. 
You got the, the cops still come to the schools and say, you know, warn you about the types of candies, this, that, and the other, and then give you a little bag. I remember I they used to do that in Minnesota. I remember uh, they were like, look out for razor blades inside your Tootsie Rolls. You right. Know? I remember that. <laughs> now it's fentanyl. Uh, this is not yeah. a Mike and Ike. This is going to kill <laughs> this you. Might, it might look like a, a smart, a, a sweet tart, but it's not. It's not. Don't do it, children. Um, so it's an, all that to say, it's an exciting time of year, right? It just is. It's a great time. I'm more of a Thanksgiving Christmas guy, but this spark, you know, it's the beginning. It's, it's, it's the beginning of a great season. But like everything else in American life, the Democrats hate it. They hate it, and they ruin everything they touch. And now, with all of their policies in place now, the latest victim is candy. And moreover, the price of candy. Because you've got Halloween coming up in what? Two weeks? Less than two weeks? Yeah. It's crazy, in fact, how... how we don't even have pumpkins at the house yet. we got to get some pumpkins and stuff. But... But they've ruined everything. Candy prices are up 13% from last year. And I actually kind of agree with Obama in one case when he says the Democrats are a buzzkill. Because they're now the party of unfun and nanny is just bitching. Like, they're just, they're just whine. And here's the kind of typical Democrat response to the price of candy going up. You know, they're saying it's actually a good thing, right? Because it's bad for you. Candy's bad for you. The sugar on your teeth, if you make, you know, so kind of like they did with soda in New York, right? Where if we make it expensive, people won't do it. They won't put that in there. You'll thank us later. We know what's better for you because, of course, Democrats always know what's better for you. Well, I mean, I mean, hey, this just goes to show that none of the politicians have their pockets lined by candy companies. Because when the price of insulin goes up... There's one politician pushing for it. Everyone's like, oh, no, everything's fine. Because they're, they're making money off of it. So, of course, they're like, oh, this is fine. Because they're thinking it's all the dental stuff and all the other things. Like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> it'll be good. Because we'll make money on that side. Right. Yeah. I... And it, look, it's not good for you. We all, we all know that. But that, that's like your one night where you get to do that. The kids go to bed and you eat their candy. And then they wake up and you blame like a hobo. Our, our house was broken into, children. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened to your, your pillowcase full of candy as there's like still chocolate residue on your hands and your face. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, but so they, they look, they say, oh, look, we're, no big deal because you shouldn't be eating it anyways. So as a recap, with the price of candy up because of these disastrous policies, their stupid, ridiculous, although predictable responses, just so we're clear, this is the party, the Democrat Party, the radical left, that thinks it's okay to deprive kids of candy on Halloween, a time-old tradition, but encourage them to mutilate their genitals. That, that's, that's the party we're talking about. That's who they are. But the, you know, the reason that this is going up against their disastrous policies which have dovetailed into lots of other problems and opened up lots of other, you know, cans of worms here. And it's because of a shortage of sugar and flour and the prices for those two items going up. Obviously, sugar and flour key components in, in a lot of those candies, along with a lot of other crap that you don't want in there. But why is there a shortage of sugar and flour? Well, it doesn't help that all the food processing plants are being burned down. I can tell you that. 
and the output of sugar, you know, sugar, uh, sugar beets, cane sugar, wheat, all of that stuff has been affected by this party's disastrous policies. So the bottom line with all this, and we're not going to spend the whole show talking about candy prices, you know, rest assured, I'm about to move on from it. But the bottom line with all of this is, you know, those nice big like variety pack bags that you see at the grocery stores this time of year that you usually buy and dump in a, a bin for people who are coming to your house to trick or treat. They went from 10 to $12 a bag to 15 or $16 a bag in just one year. But hey, if you're the Democrats, at least mean tweets stopped, right? <laughs> we can move on from that. Anyways, and we're going to. We're going to move on to Kanye. Because Kanye, as you all heard, and, and we knew kind of going into the show yesterday this happened, we just wanted to get a little bit more on it and kind of consume the information and the update that Kanye West, who now goes by the name Yee, is buying Parler. Parler, of course, social media platform that came out in, I think it was 2018, had a huge period of growth, was kind of the next big thing. I know I started to do some stuff there myself, and, and then it was shut down, taken off the app stores. They got it sorted back out, came back. It was never the same. Bongino and some other people I know and, and, and respect have been involved in it. <clears throat> but again, it's just never been the same. There's never been the traction there. And I'm not saying that because I don't do it. I just, I, I just, when you go there and you see stuff, you don't see the level of engagement that you want to see on those platforms. But he's going to buy it because, of course, he's coming off the news of, of being, you know, sh shoved off Instagram, other major platforms because of his, his latest tirade that he, that he went off on, on the Jews. <laughs> he, and he did. Um, but... All that's happening. He's buying this. We're going to get into what that looks like and kind of my thoughts on it here in a second. But he was on Chris Cuomo's show last night trying to you know, explain what's going on with that, explain his comments about the Jewish people. Here's the clip. Take a listen. Hey, no, uh, it, got it got corrupted. Let me okay. see if I can get it in again. Well, well, so we'll come back. We'll come back to that because I'll, I'll skip ahead and kind of tell you what I'm thinking about while we get that pulled back into the, to the system. But... <clears throat> um. He, he, he talked about, you know, these, he made a, a wide variety of comments uh, about the Jews, some of which were absolutely wrong and out of place. And I'm not defending him on that. And again, I'm not a Kanye guy. Like, I'm just really like, he, he just is kind of seems like a hot mess to me. But one of the things he talked about, Ra, thank you so much for the support. Appreciate it. Um, but one of the things he talked about is, is how the entertainment industry, film, music, all of that, is run by a lot of Jewish people. They have a strong presence in the entertainment industry. And people are saying that that, along other comments, are anti-Semitic. Which, if that's the case, as it pertains to that particular comment... I think we need to, you know, we're redefining what all terms in this world mean these days. I think we need to redefine that because there are thousands of successful Jews who work in the entertainment business. I mean, that's literally just a fact. He's just stating a fact there. Again, I'm not standing up for some of the other comments he made. But if pointing that out is anti-Semitic, 
then again, I just don't understand. That's like saying the NBA is dominated by back players, which is absolutely a fact. Or that the NHL or the PGA Tour is dominated by white players. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a true statement. Living in this culture that the leftists have created, the victim-oppressor ideology makes it the case now where simple facts are, are, are taboo. You can't, you can't say that. All right, I think we got the Cuomo exchange going. Let's go, let's go do that. So he's on there talking about some of his statements. Chris Cuomo being a smug douche like usual. Take a listen. Finish what I'm saying. I know, but you, you, have, you have to understand this wait, idea bro, of the Jewish bro, media. Hey, that's that. not don't how it that. works. Don't You're talking that. to me la, right la, now. La, 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 la. So every celebrity, <laughs> go ahead. Every celebrity has Jewish people in their contract. This is not hate speech. This is the truth. And these people, if you say anything out of the line with the agenda, then your career could be over. Listen, so let me, I, I hear you. You've made you that point. Why do you keep cutting off my point? Because the I point you, is... Because why do you a, keep... Why, yeah, no, sir, here's why. Don't cut me off, sir. Respect I have listened to Respect, it. You've made it several times. Have, no, I'm not finished, sir. I understand, trying, look, but I'm you've not said finished, it sir. several times. I'm not and finished, it sir. Is an but my people haven't thought. heard me. My people, they people need to hear... They need to hear me saying out loud what the truth is. There's a bunch of people in Hollywood that are actors, that play basketball, that play sports, that are in music, that know what I'm saying, that feel what I'm saying, and they're happy that I'm saying what I'm saying. It's not from a place of anti-Semitism. That Some is of inherently anti-Semitic. And I'm also Jewish. And if they're your friends... Some of my best if they're Why your are friends? you talking over me, bro? Because, because trying I'm trying to, to correct what you're saying that is no, it's not damaging to decency. No, Yo, but you can't talk over me. You can't well, talk over stop me. stop and give me a chance to make the point that you need no, to listen to. Don't cut off. I need to make a clear point. When am I allowed to make a point that you don't You've cut me off? You've been talking overwhelmingly during this segment, yeah? And I was, uh, I'm well, happy to give me. you the time, but. No, you're not. No, you're not. Well, I can't it's a just give you, I can't give you unrestricted license to attack Jewish people exactly. and say that I'm they're your friends because that's anti-Semitic. And it's okay. dangerous. Are you going to give me a platform? Are you going to give me a platform? I am okay. giving you a platform, but okay, I listen. Wait, so you talk and tell me when I can get my eyes. All right, good. All right after time. I ask you this, I'll give you the rest of the time before you go. Here's my All concern right. for you. When I hear how you talk about your personal life and you put things out there and you get into these looping thoughts of what you believe, um, it sounds to me like you are sometimes out of control and that this is something that you should be dealing with. Now, I'm not excusing your thoughts as illness, okay? People attacked me for that and said, hey. You're muted, Drew. Sorry, the smugness and the arrogance of Cuomo is right back where it always was when he was on CNN before he got fired for helping cover up some stuff with his brother and all that sexual assault stuff. But, I, I mean, we could break down... Almost all of his comments, because they're all just the, the one where he says, I'm trying to speak over you and get you to listen to what I have to say, because you need to hear it and you need to hear the truth as if he is the arbiter of truth. Um, but it's just all typical white liberal pseudo intellectual elitist posturing that he's engaging in throughout that conversation, trying to establish the moral high ground over Kanye. And he's also, as he does towards the end, they're trying to insinuate that Kanye has some kind of mental problems. And look, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't think Kanye's perfect. I think he's all over the place.
But he's also one of these creative types who sometimes feels bound up and they can come off absolutely insane. Again, I'm not defending him. You got to really be on my team for me to defend you. But these creative minds and people like him fire on so many cylinders and there's, there's all these thoughts just bouncing around in there. It's hard to kind of articulate and paint the picture of what's going on in your head there sometimes. But <clears throat> all that to say, I'm not making excuses for Kanye. He's a grown man. He has his thoughts. He has his beliefs. But, but all I'm saying is that when somebody is creative like that, it's hard to harness the thoughts you're trying to get out. And it's particularly hard to get your thoughts out when you got a douchebag like Chris Cuomo who keeps speaking over you in this I'm better than you tone. And, and like I said before, specific to the comment that they start that, that clip that we, we you know, kind of joined in on that clip there, there's a lot of things Kanye has done in his life. There's a lot of things he said in, the, in his latest rant that I, I think are, are, are wrong. I disagree with. But him talking about Hollywood and entertainment – He's totally right. He's totally right. And, and calling it out, like, it's just ridiculous to me that we cannot be in a, in a conversation these days and say something that is true without being called racist or fill in the blank, whatever the, whatever the term is there. <clears throat> but the, the left hates him. And the left's going to continue to go after him, whether he's right or wrong on points, because he takes things. He's got huge, you know, a huge audience, a huge base of followers, and he pushes back big time against their agenda, big time against their narrative. And they do not want him having his own thoughts. Someone having his own thoughts with that kind of influence and reach, that is devastating to the left. The best way to, to, to silence this guy comes right from the pages of the book Rules for Radicals. Marginalize and isolate the threat. Then keep repeating. In this case, he's got mental issues. And keep repeating and repeating and repeating that to everyone that he's got mental issues. And then that becomes the truth. That becomes the narrative. And everything he says, every opinion that he puts out there moving forward from, from that point on, is discounted because no one is going to listen to and put a ton of stock into someone that they think even might possibly be mentally unstable. But getting back to this discussion, and I agree, surely, he can't be that stupid to have that much money as he's accumulated. There, He's done a lot of things right. So my take on, on him actually buying it as it, as it pertains to the purchase and acquisition of Parler is I think it will be good that it will be a free, free speech in theory, fair and balanced platform, which for the most part, it has been up to this point. I mean, it's been a train wreck with some of its peaks and valleys that it's experienced, but I think how he intends to keep it, and or hopefully improve it is a good thing for the social media space. But I, I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps the conservative movement having someone like Kanye behind it. Because it, it's not going to help slow 
or shut down. Not that they're going to stop or slow down this this rhetoric anyways, that we're all conspiracy theorists, but it adds fuel to the fire, right? Oh, now you've got this guy who's running it. See, we told you. They're all going to flock to Parlor, which is not true. Not everyone's going to flock to Parlor, but they're going to say everyone's going to flock to Parlor, and they're going to be in this violent extremist echo chamber led by their leader, Kanye, an orange man bad, who's not even really on there. He's just on truth. So I have some questions about the look and the optics of it. I have some questions, moreover, about the holes that the left is going to poke in it and how they're going to use that since they can, you know, they can control the media truth be damned it doesn't matter he could be the best guy ever smartest guy ever it's all perception is reality these days so that that's that's where we're at you got to look at it from that optic this is a great thing yes that is a great thing but when 95 percent of the media knows that it's a good thing but hates that it's a good thing so they're going to tell the world that it's a bad thing and they've got all of that ammunition and all of those you know means and capabilities to get that message out there it's tough to push through so from a business stability standpoint too i don't know i don't know how he affects be- or how he operates behind the scenes obviously he's been successful he has made tons and tons and tons of money so he's done some things right d- despite some of the the question marks about his mental stability some of the question marks about his morality all of that stuff he's clearly made some some good business decisions at a certain point and built himself an empire. But to me, I don't know. I just, my, my gut tells me, and I hope I'm wrong, is that more is going to go wrong with this than right. That's just kind of my gut. We'll see. No, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, in my head, too, I wouldn't be surprised if he's buying it to bring it down. But why do you say that? I don't know. I mean, if, I mean, I mean, we know that he's, you know, we saw him at the White House and we know there's there's talks of him and Trump being friends and all that stuff, truth social, all that stuff. Why not? Right. You know, like limit it down. But I don't know. Who knows? But I mean, I would love to hear what his plan is for Parler. Yeah, next. I, I don't think it's that. I think he's it's a response. I have lots of money. I have a big audience. You've just kicked me off this other platform. I'm going to buy one and make it my own. So I have a, a way to get my messaging out. I think it has mostly to do with that. But I but I yeah, I just don't know that it is going to it's going to work because, again, he just seems like he's not all there all the time. You know, there's times where he's on point And then there's times where it's like, man, you're just you're distracted by something, you're, you're off, something's going on emotionally with you, whatever the case might be, and, and I don't wish that on anybody, but are you that stable leader that something like that needs in an area, in a space, an industry right now, the social media industry, that needs some rocks. We, we need some, some pillars. You know, it'd be great if Elon could get Twitter fixed. We'll see. Yeah. It'd be great if Truth would become a better platform. It'd be great if some of the other legacy platforms just wouldn't be colossal anti-American douchebags, but that's not going to happen. So we do need some alternatives, but I just don't know. My, my sense is he's not the right guy for it. Again, I'd love to be proved wrong. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he can do a good job, but I just, I don't, I don't yeah. buy it. Yeah. For me, it's just until he talks about what he wants to do to change or we see the change, whatever it's going to be, 
to make it better because we've we've talked about it even before this like we talked about like it's not the best it's out there it's good like it it's good but it's not like the legacy ones where it where you can make waves you can make a change or you can make a statement and it stands out it's just it's parlor you know so what what was the real reason behind it I wish I could sit down with Kanye and ask him you know like yeah what, what do you what are you looking to do you know well and and will you stick to it June said earlier um he doesn't stay focused long on anything. I, 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 that, that's kind of my concern, right? It's like, again, you've made tons of money. You've made some good decisions, some bad decisions. We all do. But are you going to stick with this, or are you going to see a squirrel or a shiny ball over here and, and run off and do it? Are you going to be stable in, in staff meetings and board meetings? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. That well, it's hard. Like, and I know that uh, Musk has come out and said, oh, he, he wants to make sure that free speech is there and all that stuff. And so he's shown that he's, no, this is what I want to do with um, Twitter. But at the same time, I wouldn't have been surprised if Musk came out and was like, yeah, I'm just buying it to turn it off. Yeah. Because he has that he has that money. Well, he, he has throw FU it money. Away. He can do anything yeah. he wants. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, that would be the biggest FU to, to, to Twitter and everyone else who's been trying to squash everything that – they don't agree with, you know, like shut well, them the, up, you the know, people on there, not the, not the other people, the other people would are yeah. making bank, but, but, but you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, okay, we're, we're going to shut it down. That I wouldn't be surprised. And then with this, it's like when I, I had to read it twice when you sent the link over this morning, I was like, Oh yeah, kind of was buying part. Wait, what did that say? Cause I, you know, well, how much is he buying it for? What's it cost? Like, I didn't know he had that kind of money. I know he's, I think it's like West, $10. he's made That's a great not, living. Yeah. Yeah. He's made a great living, and he and he's an amazing artist. But I didn't know he had that kind of money. Oh, he's done you know. good. I don't know what his total net worth is, but it's significant. It's definitely significant. It sounds like from No Enemies and 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 our boy Tom that it just dropped. The George Floyd uh, George Floyd's daughter is suing you for two hundred fifty million dollars. We're going to talk about that in booze and banter. It was on the the schedule to discuss there today. Anyways, we definitely will do it now. It's crazy. his net worth is two billion dollars. Yeah, so I think he's fine. I think he yeah. can do it. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's 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 got a he's got a good uh, reserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now Kim probably gets some. I don't know if they did like a whatever. Let's not go down that path. But um, Kim Kim is one point eight billion. Oh, maybe that, maybe that's why you yeah. know she split from him. Like I can't be, I can't be one less than <laughs> two less than than yay. Okay, so real quick, we're, we're not going to go deep into this, but I think this is worth the timing of this is going to be interesting. Um. So the DOJ and the radical left are seeking at minimum six months and a $200,000 fine for Steve Bannon for his, we're just talking for the contempt of court discussion here, just as it pertains to that. And he's set to be sentenced this Friday at the DC courthouse by federal judge Carl Nichols at 9 a.m. Eastern in the morning. You know, I don't know how they're going to come down with this sentencing. I, look, I know that he is a political enemy, so it's not going to go well for Steve, and it's going to be a lot of BS. And I don't look. I don't. Do I agree with everything Steve says either? No, but I agree with a lot of what he says. But, but, it seems more and more like beyond him being a political enemy, if they could get this done and have the sentencing done Friday, and then have things speed along, and get him out of the picture over these next several weeks. He's a guy that makes an impact in digital media. Whether you support him or not, and I think a lot of people here probably do, but like he makes an impact. You know he's got a massive following. His show 
does a ton. So if they could get him out of play, you know, they'd love to put him away for years. But if you can get six months and a big fine and a more over a headline and pictures, the timing of it's interesting. It's very interesting. And I don't think it's going to go well for him. I hope, I hope that I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see it going well. No enemies. I heard they want five months for Alex Jones on top of the billion. They believe he was yes, hidden in his mattress. Exactly right. I don't know if you were here the other day and we talked about that. I guess it was a week ago. I didn't see the new thing that five months. But again, all of that's super concerning. If you, I'm not an Alex Jones fan. We talked about this uh, when I was in Dallas last week on the Blaze. I'm not a huge Alex Jones fan. I think there's a lot of things he does that just don't make sense. There's some things he does get right to. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because I have the right to choose to, to watch him or not watch him, believe what he says, not believe what he says, and he has the right to say what he thinks. And to sue a man over their comments for damn near a billion dollars, $965 million, which of course he does not have, is absolutely insane, it's unconstitutional, and it should scare the living piss out of everyone in this audience, everyone listening, everyone watching. It scares me. Anyone else who, who, who works in this space for a living, it should scare you to death because all he did was say things and they said, oh, these, these, his, his scenario and his theories on how this was all a hoax, Sandy Hooks was a hoax, which it was not, like, we're claiming damages. And they could sue, and I talked about this with, with Sarah on, on Blaze last week too, like, they... They could sue him for $15,000, not $965 million, and it would still be just as wrong because it still goes against anything and everything that we've ever been. It goes against your first... Yeah, Again, Kanye, Kanye, you can go out and say stupid shit. You can go say racist stuff, anti-Semitic stuff. Again, I think some of the stuff he said was taken out of context and was not wrong. Some of it was wrong. But guess what? It's America. I fought for your freedoms to say those things. And that's how we've, how we've always done things, but it's not how it is now. It's, it is going away, and we've got to fight like hell to keep that, that First Amendment. We've got to fight like hell to keep that Second Amendment. Crazy. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk more about Bannon throughout the week, give you an update um, ahead of and then certainly after his sentencing on Friday. All right, everyone hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. The plus sign on Rumble, the, the boxing glove or whatever the hell it is over on the Rumble app. If you're on YouTube, you know how to do it, but please do it again. Please make sure you hit it for the episode today. Please make sure you're subscribed. Please sure you make um, sure that if you have not already, click the bell icon and get notifications. If you have before, that they're still all clicked. Again, we do not spam. You get one episode a day, four days a week. That is it. And if it's not, if it's more than that, it's it's probably super important. So uh, please make sure all of those things are taken care of and done. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to get back. We're going to talk about a bunch of political stuff here. We're going to get into COVID later. Again, you need to see and hear what's going on with this because this is a scary development. But first, we'll get to some debates. We'll see you here on the other side.
sure to sign up at Locals for both free and exclusive content from Drew Berquist. Head over to drewberquist.locals.com and join the community today. <laughs> Ginger says Drew's Island is looking better, peeps. It is, guys. It is. The, the Drew Crew Island would be amazing. Butlers everywhere, drinks all the time, cigars, whatever you want to do, really, uh, within the confines of the Drew Crew Constitution. Okay. So now we have a constitution. We've got a constitution. Well, I've got, I've got the team working on it. It's, it's still in draft mode. Um, Are you going to do it like write it in old English too? So oh, like yeah. It's no, like, it's going to be on like parchment paper. Um, <laughs> written with a quill. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be super free. Um, they have to have those white wigs on while they white write it too. Oh, like well, the, of you course. Know. Well, everyone yeah, will yeah, on yeah. the island. It's just going to be standard fare. Um, Perfect. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about just we'll, we'll we'll cruise through these debates here. Um, JD Vance, Tim Ryan squared off last night in a debate, and it didn't go super well for Tim. Didn't go super well for him at all. And he was basically he was on the defensive the whole night, just absorbing body blow after body blow from JD Vance. Here was one of the jabs that was landed by uh, Mr. Vance himself. We've got two clips, but here's the first one. Tim Ryan says that he believes in reasonable solutions. Well, Tim, what were you doing on those reasonable solutions in your 20 years in Washington, D.C.? What were you doing at the moment that the lawless people were attacking our police officers? You were joining in and making our streets less safe. The critical issue here is that Tim Ryan keeps on saying he's reasonable, keeps saying that he's a moderate, keeps saying that he believes in things that 90% of Ohio believes, but when he gets to Washington, he votes exactly the opposite way. I went to Yankee Kitchen for dinner about two hours ago. So many people came up to me, some of them Democrats, and you know what they said, Tim? They said, Tim Ryan has been in office in tw for 20 years, and he hasn't done his damn job. That's a direct quote from a union steel worker who you represent. If you were half Thank as you, good of a legislator as you pretend to be, Youngstown wouldn't have lost 50,000 jobs, and those steel workers would not be coming up to me telling me you failed them. All right, so uh, we'll get to the other one here in a second. But I love that Tim Ryan, who is a total douche, looked like he was having like a talking to by his father the whole time. But he, like every other Democrat, Mr. Ryan there, who's running for re-election, are having a really hard time explaining their support of defunding the police police excuse me abortions up until birth open borders banning fossil fuels and gas all of this stuff and it's in, i mean literally it's gotten to the point where ahead of this election cycle people got away with it a little bit more but i mean honestly how do you defend those kind of pillars that the democrats have leaned on the last several years here these radical communist policies you can't because people are starting to pay more attention because everyone is feeling it. It doesn't matter if you have an R or a D on your voter registration. It doesn't matter where you live. We're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. And in the past, these guys, Democrats, were given the whole noble lie pass where they didn't really have to tell the truth because what they were advocating for was a noble case. It was kind of for the greater good kind of a thing. Like, ah, eh, it doesn't, no, no, well, we'll just let it pass. But Americans are fed up. They've caught on, and, that, and that's no longer this plausible or reasonable excuse. It's just not acceptable anymore, the whole noble lie. 
because everyone, again, is taking it in the shorts. So he was, Vance was up two points ahead of this night. It'll be interesting to see if he gets a bigger bump after his, his just ass-whooping that he delivered here. Is this the second clip, Disco? Yeah. Here's the second. We'll watch one more from, from the J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan. This is, this is disgusting. I, I'd like to get here, here's exactly what happens when the media and people like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great, great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly, peddling it. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism. We are sick of it. You can believe in a border without being a racist. You can believe in the, the country without being a racist. And this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. I love it. He had, he had a good night. Look, he had, a, he had a really good night. Like I was saying before that clip, he had a two-point lead going into the night. He, he damn sure better have a bigger one coming out of that. We've got three weeks, folks. Three weeks before these absolutely critical country-saving or potentially losing elections. And with a name like that, I, I just think of The Office where he's like Bob Vance, Vance, Vance Refrigeration, like J.D. <laughs> <Yes>. Vance. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I hope that's what you're running for, Congress. Yeah. Is that what he's running for? He's like, J.D. Vance, Congressman. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, hope that's, I hope that's what he always says. Oh, man. It's good. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I'm just saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Kemp and Abrams, let's go to Georgia. Obviously an important state. There's a lot of important things going on there with Camp and Abrams. There's, there's Walker and Warnock. And they hold, held a uh, gubernatorial debate with Camp Abrams, and there's a libertarian candidate that nobody's ever heard of. Um, and the topic, there's, we've got, I think, several clips from, from this particular one. But the topic of cash bail and gun violence came up. And here was Kemp's answer on. Take a listen. Well, I would just say that one way we deal with gun violence is to take the bad people that are doing the shootings and lock them up and not in cash bail like Miss Abrams wants to do. Okay, so short Amen. clip. <laughs> Amen. And that's how we do things in Georgia. And, but like like Kemp is correct. I mean, it's a simple it's a simple policy. If you want to lower crime, you need to keep bad guys in jail. And in doing so, that includes cash bonds. Again, the dumb look on Stacey Abrams' face says it all. She kind of always has that look on her face. But this time, it's like the look of, oh, crap, like I need better issues to run on. Some of these talking points and emotional trigger words need to be thrown out that, that distract people. Because some of the, the actual policies that I'm trying to push, don't, like, they, don't make, they don't make sense. Or how about, how about this? Maybe I... Maybe, I can pivot this conversation and make it about race instead. Because they don't get substance. She doesn't get substance. But they kept going. They kept going. And the, it, it got worse for her because, I don't know, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? It doesn't matter. We showed one of the clips that we're about to show again here. 
but but she again started talking about the fact that she did not deny the election. She's never denied the election before. And, well, just take a look. When I ran for governor in 2018, I promised to put hardworking Georgians first ahead of the status quo and the politically correct. I said shortly after being sworn in, I would work hard as your governor every single day for all Georgians, whether you voted for me or not. I'm so optimistic about the future of our state, the lowest unemployment rate in the history of the state, the most people working, and economic opportunity in all parts of our state, no matter your zip code or neighborhood. Stacey Abrams said Georgia's the worst state in the country to live. Well, Marty, the girls and I disagree. We think Georgia's the greatest state in the country to live, work, and raise our children. And that's why I'm asking for your vote and support to keep it that way. All right, so that, I, I called for the wrong clip there. but that, So that was Kemp saying Georgia's a great state because Stacey Abrams in the past had said that it was not a great state. It was a terrible place to live, she said, which is a pretty, pretty interesting take if you want to be the governor. It, it's a happy state. The South is generally a happy place, but they hate, the Democrats hate Anything that has to do with success or happiness. It's always got to be doom and gloom and wallowing in, you know, self-pity. That's who they are. Or in Stacey's case, wallowing in like a casserole dish, like beef stroganoff or something right before bed. Then wondering, why am I so fat? That's the thoughts that go on with her. And yes, I'm fat shaming her because she's an awful person. But <clears throat> like Stacey, this is now we'll get to the clip. Because like Stacey Abrams returning to the Golden Corral buffet for seconds, Here's much more empty carbs and a hard-to-swallow, high-fat content. Here's her lying again about denying the election. We've got a follow-on clip for this, but here's the first one. Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Ms. Abrams, in 2018, you didn't concede defeat to Governor Kemp, and you talked to systemic problems with the state's election system. This election, do you commit to accept the outcome of the vote, regardless of what it shows? And do you stand by your use of words like rigged four years ago to describe the state's election system? In 2018, I began my speech on November 16th, acknowledging that Governor Kemp had won the election. <laughs> okay. That is the definition, the definition of gaslighting. She never conceded or admitted that she lost and that she lost, moreover, because she was a horrible candidate who had no original ideas that would actually bring benefit or value to the voters and residents of Georgia. She was fully expecting to win in 2018 because she was a black female. And when that didn't happen, she flew into rage, publicly claimed that everything was rigged, this whole thing oh, couldn't be, this couldn't, couldn't actually be the scenario, this couldn't be the outcome. But here's the thing. As she denies this, she did it weeks ago. She's done it multiple times over the summer leading into the fall. She did it again a couple weeks ago. She did it again last night. She did it last week on television. But as we've shown, we've shown this clip before. Here are the receipts, Stacey. You most certainly have denied this election. And you didn't just do it in 2018. You did it pretty much in perpetuity ever since. Take a listen. I saw that there was a challenge with our voting system in the state of Georgia. I never denied the election. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. You refused to concede 
and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not a free and fair election. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. You uh, notably did not concede. I did not. Okay, you acknowledged yes. that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Georgia okay. voters did not have their votes counted. They were not allowed to cast votes. They had their votes discarded. And it was not fair to those who filled out absentee ballots. And depending on the county you sent it to, it either was counted or not counted, assuming you received it in time. Brian Kemp oversaw for eight years the systematic and systemic dismantling of our democracy, and that means there could not be free and fair elections in Georgia. So you don't feel that you lost fair and square. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys, Democrats, will literally look you straight in the eyeballs and lie to your face. And they have no remorse about it. And then when they're questioned about it, they'll be like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Even though there's clear receipts, clear, clear footage showing it. And, and the media just covers from them and they move on. You say like you me if, I was the, if I was the owner of the Bears. Like, you know what? We're undefeated this season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Listen, season ticket holders, <laughs> stop not showing up. We're winning. <laughs> yeah. Every Those games game. were yeah. rigged. <laughs> like we're winning them. I mean, even though we can't make a tackle, catch a ball, or or you know defend a receiver, it doesn't matter. We're winning. <laughs> we got this. Right. Oh man. Well, um, pork salad. Stacy wasn't done trying to sp to spread false narratives. Here's what she said about guns. These are communities that want to be safe. They don't want to have to carry weapons. I know how to shoot. My great-grandmother taught me. But I know that the person who is most responsible is the person who holds the weapon. And that is why I will quote Ronald Reagan, trust but verify. And because of the criminal carry law that Brian Kemp signed into law, there is no longer a background check for those who have concealed carry permits. So she brings up Reagan's quote to kind of pull on some emotional heartstrings. Seem like she's reasonable. But speaking of trust and verify... Notice how she uses her, first of all, it's BS that Stacey Abrams shoots guns, but notice how she used her great-grandmother as the example. My great-grandmother taught you. You can't verify that. Her great-grandmother's long dead. There's no way to, to corroborate that kind of a story, which is exactly how people like her work. But then she talks about how you don't need a background check for a concealed weapons permit. It's just an absolute fantasy world that these guys live in. But sadly, there's people, their followers, Democrats out there who believe all of this nonsense that's always thrown out there as it pertains to the Second Amendment to firearms. I mean, you've got Democrats who believe you can just walk right into Walmart and buy an automatic machine gun with no background check. Like... We're talking like walking out of there with an M60, like Rambo. We just got like, I mean, it's ridiculous. But as Shelby says, it, people won't do their own research. People won't get out of their own way. Yeah, if, if you believe it so much and, you, and you're behind it, go give it a, a test. Go, go buy a gun. I know well, every state's a little bit different. Like in Florida, you can't. 
if you're getting a rifle, you can't buy ammo on the same day. But in here in uh, New Mexico, it doesn't matter. You get a gun, you can buy the ammo and walk around with both of them. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's different per, per state and all that stuff. It, it's it's a little different. But, hey, it's like if, if you believe it that much, go do it and, and film it. <laughs> you got a cell phone, film it. Right. Film the process. You're yeah, going to sit if, there and wait in line, and then you're going to wait for the computer to be <laughs> open, and you're going to go do your background check. Like it's it is what it is, people. Come on, that's ridiculous. But they, oh, it's 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 enraging. But then, but then they, but then they always throw up the whole like, oh well, the you know the the companies that don't do it legally. Yes, those are the companies that need to be put put you know. Behind the, like they need to pay the penalty for not doing it. Yes, the people who don't do the bag, oh, you're fine. Th- those are not the legal ways to do. But if you're going to do it the correct, but way, there's like two of those, like in the entire country. Like, like I know, like they but they, but that's what they use. That's what they use yeah. as ammunition, though. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <clears throat> oh man. Well, switching states, but keeping the theme of fat communists. Let's talk John Fetterman here for a second. We've shown a lot of clips of him lately. He's clearly not doing well mentally or healthily, you know, in terms of his health, but. He was asked, uh, no, and notice the outfit in this clip, by the way. It still blows my mind that this is how this Joker dresses. But he was asked about limitations on abortions, and here was his answer. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? I, 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 I believe that choice is between a woman, her doctor, and a god if she prays to one. Okay, so... First of all, please... For the love of God, I'm all for being comfortable. I am comfortable right now. I'm in board shorts, a t-shirt in the studio, got some Hey Dude shoes on, a ball cap. Like, this is, this is my life. I am not running to be a U.S. senator. You cannot show up to these events, these engagements, because it's not just an interview with, with the mainstream media. It's, it's events and speaking. You can't show up in a hoodie and, and basketball shorts. Jeez, almighty! Bold move, Cotton. <laughs> it's a. I mean, if if I was her, I, I would have been like, uh, "Were you expecting us to bring the wardrobe?" Or yeah, like, are you? Do like, you need a couple minutes just to get yourself ready? Like, there's a store right down the street. You can totally get at least a button down, and we'll shoot from the waist up. Yes. <laughs> nope. Show show the whole thing. Just just, I'm okay. I'm one with the people. You're not. No one no one likes you, dude. Um. What do you say? Yes, is he hot or is he cold? Is he hot is or cold? Um, is, is he hot or cold? That's my question. Because he's got a hoodie on, but then he's got basketball shorts on. Yeah. So he, well, I, I think it's safe to say he's confused. Um, he was confused before having to live and get you know welfare from his parents, and then the stroke didn't help. But it's um, weird. The top half of my body is cold all the time, but the bottom half, man, it's like jungle. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But this to the substance of what he says. Okay, let's take his. his if, if he wants to wear mesh shorts and a hoodie as a U.S. senator, fine. But he believes that it's okay to kill a baby during the third trimester or after a child is born. That the mother has the right to tell the doctor that she wants to abort it, and and the mother must be obliged. I mean, that's a, I'm off, I'm against all of this stuff when it comes to abortion, but the the people who, who can sit there, stand there and say this with no remorse and just like, yeah, like that's how we feel. Like that is straight up demonic, you guys. 
I mean, imagine most of us have had children. Some of you cannot, and I'm terribly sorry. Some of you didn't want them, and, and, and it's probably good if you didn't want them that you didn't have them. But for those of you who have been in the room, we're not even talking about when, you know, at conception is, is when they're born, which is true. But, like, we're, I'm just talking about when you're in that room for that emotion to be like, yeah, we're going to need to kill that. Like, uh, you, you can only be described as demonic. Oh, hey, it happened to my wife and I with our firstborn. Once they found out there was complications, the doctor's like, hey, I'll go get the needle. We can just go ahead and get this. And I was like, I looked at my wife and I could see she was in terror. I was like, could you just give us a moment, please? Yeah. <laughs> and then like she walked out and I looked at, I looked at her and I was like, so that's not an option. Right? She's like, yeah, not an option. Okay. All right. Just like, but it was just like, hey, by the way, you know, this is what's going on. Are you ready to get re-? Like it was, you know, we we went and talked to the, the head doctor of that firm. We were like, we don't want to see her again. We told her she's like, yeah, she's got, you know, this is not the first time she's got really bad bedside, man. And we're like, that was horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. like, congratulations, you're having a baby. Let's kill it. It was like, whoa, like it just came out of nowhere. And I just was like, I just, I couldn't. Well, but, I, I, like, how could you wrap your head around that? You yeah. know, no, like, I mean, this in is in that moment. It's it's, know, it's the sweetest moment. It's there's there's just there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And for people to. To have the it's just I, I I can't understand them and again they can't understand me and you and and a lot of everyday Americans who love God love this country uh, love their family but <clears throat> that's that's where we are okay so for let's let's hit one last story here because we, we got to get oh man we gotta you know what I'm gonna save the Utah update for booze and banter I'm gonna skip ahead to this real quick because we're running behind uh, and hit on this COVID research real quick. Um, again, I put the link in for booze and banter today. I'll put it in again. So you guys have got it. Cause we've got, you know, the Kanye lawsuit with, with George Floyd's family. We'll get into the, the Utah race, a couple other things that are over there, but I'm old enough as I know you guys all are too, to remember when Rand Paul was questioning Dr. Fauci about NIH funding, uh, gain of function research for the Wuhan lab and not just the Wuhan lab, I mean, other labs all around the world. So, and Fauci, of course, unequivocally stated that the NIH does not, I repeat, not fund gain-of-function research, which, of course, we know is not true. He's a pig-headed liar, and, and all of his lies are now on full display for the world. But listen to this, and Shirley knows where we're going with this. Boston University and their COVID research lab has admitted that they've added a protein to a coronavirus. Why you want to screw around with this shit in the first place is beyond me. But they've admitted they added a protein to a coronavirus and made the virus, are you ready for this? 80 times more lethal than the original COVID-19 virus. 80 times more lethal. So, silver lining, I mean, the upside is that we're not outsourcing our gain-of-function research anymore. We're keeping it right here in the United States of America. We're doing it right inside. Here it is. <laughs> this virus made in America. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, obviously, look, this is just insane. And Dr. Fauci is such a liar again, and, he, and we should all be, and I think most of us are, at least most of us in this community, calling for his arrest and trial for crimes against humanity because he's just a sick dude. 
And I'm not just talking about, by the way, his response to the pandemic, which was all over the map, the most confusing damn thing ever. He was, he was flip-flopping left and right. No masks, masks, double masks, triple masks. Yes. Rectal <laughs> shots. What? Um, but, but not just for the pandemic, but his human you know, experiments throughout, his animal experiments, his stuff that he's done all around the world for literally over 40 years. But as it pertains to all of this stuff, and it doesn't matter, you could fill in the blank with any topic, any topic we've talked about today, any topic that we'll ever talk about. And as I always say, the masks are off. They've been off. These people who are in charge don't give a shit, and they're just going to do whatever they want without any fear of repercussions. And they're now literally openly flaunting the fact that they've made a coronavirus 80 times more lethal than the virus that was released by the Chinese back in 2020. And if they're admitting to that, if they're saying that out loud, like, yeah, we did it. 80x, bitches. 80 times stronger. Just imagine if they're saying that out loud, the research that's being done and weaponized that they're not telling us about. These people are pure evil. Authoritarian sickos. People who are just hell-bent. Hell-bent on creating a world of forced medical treatments for all citizens. And when I say citizens, treatments, I mean human experimentation. And there's no accountability for this kind of research. Pandemics are going to keep happening. They're going to keep using this. And people are going to keep dying. And the government is going to continue to lock us down because, again, they've proven that they can. We've proven as a collective society, maybe not you, maybe not me, but we've collectively proven that they can. They can convince people into, into treatments that we don't want. It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Did he end up denying the beagles and mosquito testing, or did he? I don't remember if he denied it or not, but he, he can deny it all he wants. There's, you know, everything. Yeah, I, I just can remember if he denied receipts. it, but I mean, I, we I remember footage. it came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we showed it. <laughs> Like, like he could be like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that that was happening at this at the lab that I'm in charge of. Well, it it is, <laughs> you know. Like, here's the footage. I don't, I can't remember if he denied it or not, but still, it's like, this is crazy. It's, I, I love how he said, like, we're not outsourcing it anymore. We're just doing it ourselves. Why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> well, and look, it was never as lethal the first time as as the news and the doctors made it out to be. That was just all a play. It, obviously, it was for some people, but like generally yeah. speaking, for the masses, percentage-wise, like our our death count in the United States didn't even go up. But the fact that they was made in the first place, and now you've made one eighty times stronger, which is concerning. That's just—I mean, it's just—it's yeah. absolutely sick. I mean, is anyone in the White House being like asking the one question, just why, right, right. like? It, like and if it's oh it's so we can learn how to fight it awesome but you're not stating that you're just saying well we've we've weaponized it and we figured out how to make it anytime strong more lethal yeah. so are we like going to retaliate with it what's going on like what 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 why 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 was this okay because if it got out before how is what's going to stop it from getting out again oh it'll <laughs> get know? out like, i mean come on it's 2022 It'll get out, and the people who did it will think it's wicked awesome because they're up in Boston and <laughs> wicked awesome. <laughs> but okay, something that's not awesome. Um, 
I hate I hate the term plant based meat. I hate anything that's not regular meat. I had steak with my eggs this morning. It was delicious. It was American. It was great. Those are the best. But you've got you've got people pushing that, right? You got Bill Gates pushing that. Oh, we all need to get away from this. You got Kamala doing that, even though she's always going to put meat in her mouth. You've got all of these people pushing this agenda, this plant based meat, and now you've got an Israeli company that's found a way to print 3D fake steaks because they're fake. You can choose the kind of marbling, according to this report, the kind of spices you want on it, all in an effort to make it seem like this is delicious printed steak. But it's not delicious. It's gross. Who wants to eat a printed steak? This one hot off the press. Like hot off the, the grill, you mean? No, no, no. Like hot off the it was. We just printed it. It was a it was a brother printer. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> brother printer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just I don't like who would ever want to do because here's the thing. Like if you like if you re- I mean, if you're crazy and you believe in all the climate stuff and you believe that not eating meat is going to save the planet. OK. Bless your heart. But but for the people who don't want meat. You don't like steak in the first place, so you're why even trying to recreate something that's printed and or made out of plants? That's not. I, I just don't get the whole thing. If you want meat, well, eat I meat. Was, yeah, I was reading up about it and I was watching the video. I'm actually trying to pull the video now. Maybe we'll play it in booze and banter just because it's you know we don't own the interview video here. But they talk about how it's the same nutrients that you get from a steak all those things, but it's not going to like, you know, if you're worried about it, staying in your system for too long, it's not going to do that. So it's like, it's just, but again, we say this, if you want to eat, if you're, if you're making the fake stuff taste like steak, just eat steak. Cause all the stuff that's going into it is not going to be good for you. Just no. eat the steak. No, as Barb said over on rumble, can you imagine the, the chemicals used in this crap? It's, 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 ugh. I mean, it's awful. But the, I mean, this is something that's really going on, right? They're, they're, the, the, the way the First Amendment is being handled or, or dismissed now is a real thing. The attacks on the Second Amendment are a real thing. The, the transition, as the excuse me, administration keeps calling it, away from fossil fuels is a real thing. All of these things are happening, and the elimination of meat, the desire to eliminate meat, I should say, from the human diet— is also underway and a real thing. Man, the amount of trolls and scammers on YouTube today is remarkable. Did you eat fake steak from the year 2024 to 2027? <laughs> if so, <laughs> are you experiencing IBS due to the fake, the eating fake steak? <laughs> uh, you too could claim your money. Like, that's what's going to happen. Well, but you know what's funny about it is, again, we always say this, and then we'll go to, to, to booze and banter, is... All of the people pushing this, you need to eat plant-based steak or you need to eat printed steak, which, again, I can't even believe I'm saying those words. All those people who are pushing that, you know what they're going to eat? Real steak. Beautifully marbled steak. Like Wagyu beef. Like, they're going to eat the best stuff. They just don't want you or anyone else to have it because they're horrible people. It's true. It's true. 
All right, folks, we're going to be on Booze and Banter. We're headed over there now. We're going to get ourselves a beverage. You should do the same. You should get yourself some questions. You should bring a friend. I have put the link in the chat. We are looking forward to seeing you there hanging out. The chat and the, the, the stream for Booze and Banter is already up. You can get over there, start communicating with the, the community. If for some reason you can't make it, we're not happy about it. But we understand. We'll look forward to seeing. But we still love you. We, we still, still love, love you. you. We'll see the rest yeah. of you tomorrow. Don't eat printed steak. That is the message for today. The more you know. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Burquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.